episode 246 NDA secret deals and how to close them don't have a title yet don't have enough time to think of a title Uh, so I have a meeting in 26 minutes to role play with An entrepreneur I met from, I believe, the UK, who sells video production for £20,000 a month, plus marketing. It ends up being 21000 USD a month. And he has some meetings set today. And we talked about sales, and he's like, would you want to sit in the meetings tomorrow? I'm like, really? I'm like, what? Yeah. All I do, sure. So in 26 minutes, we're going to do a role play. 15 minutes from them, we have a meeting with the owner of a uh, dental practice over there in the UK. And so this is how I prepare for a sale. I've kind of scrolled over Homie's website. I just had him send me the client's website. It's in my messages probably right about now. And that's about all I know. I know... Oh, man, he's going to he, he's gonna want to kill me for this. I'll get this wrong. Is it, is it Benno Productions? It's the company. I'm using the same phone I use the internet right now to make the podcast, right? So I can't just exit out of all this to look. But the point of this is I have about, you know, less than an hour for this meeting... And I'm showing you how I prepare for a meeting. First things first, got to get your mind right. And so I thought, oh, I should go look at both of the websites. And I should write down everything wrong with the website, all the problems that they could have exactly. And then immediately I was like, wrong and already in the wrong direction. Um, No, I'm not going to take myself away from my intuitive realm of consciousness to start to micro-plan details of an event. No, thank you. I, 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 they say piss-poor planning causes piss-poor results, and I do believe that that's true, but I also believe piss-poor planning and mindset are one and the same. So if you have a piss-poor mindset, your plan is to follow a strategy in a bad mood, that's a stupid fucking plan. So, you know, first things first, calm the mind down. And so what I'll do literally is I'll walk. I know this is weird. But I'll walk. Sometimes if you have something going on in your mind, you can move your body and your body will tell you what's going on. So I'll start to go for a walk and I'll notice I'm walking really fast. So I'll just slow down. I'll be aware of the walking, but I'll sl- and I'll just like really focus on my steps. I try to focus my eyes. And then when I talk, I'll start to slow down the way that I talk. Because the real prize of the sale is the version of you who's this calm. And hey, if you don't get the sale, you got a calm person. And having a calm person with you for the rest of your life, oh my God, 
That's worth way more than the sale. The other dude would purchase that from you. You should probably come with that. You should come with the ability to walk away and a calm, collective view. That's the real prize. And any real negotiator would know that. And I think subconsciously, people pick up on that. And a real negotiator is a man who's not willing to trade his values. You see, anybody can do sales, but to negotiate, you have to be able to say no. Anyone can beg someone to say yes, but the ability to walk away is something only a negotiator does. He sold on his values. Everything else moves around those. And so calm down first. That's the first thing I, I learned in sales. Uh, that was a high level, like super immediately, just overwhelmingly more impactful than all the tactics I'd ever learned. And uh, it was called common sense. So yeah, have some common sense. Come back to your intuition. And just say, what is, the, what is the meaning of this sale? If the meaning of the sale is you need to get paid for a product, you, it's a very limited meaning to filter the world through. And so the meaning of this sale to me, for example, thus far, is the ability to speak to somebody based on confidence and sales skills, sit down with them, help them based off of confidence and sales skills, speak to the other person based off confidence and sales skills, and know that the other person should probably sign up based off of common sense and sales skills, not micro details. Not micro details. And so everybody else is going to be very tuned in and myopic in their state of mind. And I'm going to come fresh and clear, clear headed and be able to hold that space of clear headedness by being a person who values clear headedness first and foremost. And if I valued that, I would not trade it. Therefore, that's the value you bring to a sale. That sells more than anything. It's called context. Okay, so now I've walked in the deal with what I call internal leverage. Internal leverage, which turns into your outward character. The internal leverage that I have is that I am 100% willing to walk away from anything that's going to take me out of this state of clearness. Because anything that can take me out of this clearness cannot possibly be valuable. Anything that could take me out of the state of clearness cannot possibly be valuable. 
That's called a value. You don't have to believe it or not believe it. To me, it's also called common sense. Call it what you want to call it. Anything that's going to throw you out of a state of the clearness that gives you a deliberate view of reality in which you can express your love and protect the things you love and care about, anything that takes you away from that, anything that takes you away from focus is the devil. And anything that the devil, the devil could offer you could not possibly be valuable. He can only sell you non-valuable things. That's kind of his thing. There is nothing of true value that you could make a deal with from the devil. So if it takes me out of this state of clearness, that's my intuition. That's my governor. That's the brake line. That's the thing that says, hey, red flag, let's go. And I can be an intense person. So if I think it's taking me away from some level of clear-headedness, there's definitely something wrong with it. it wouldn't come near it with a 10-foot pole. Right? And so when I sit in here, this is the level of awareness that I'm going to bring to the sale. And that's it. So I think once you've done this, pretty much 99% of the sales already finished. But for the rest in the, the 1%. So now I have 15 minutes before the other meeting. Keep having, well, I don't have it anymore. But there's this part in my head that was like, you only have this much time. That thought is what I call a negative thought. There's no such thing as a neutral thought. As soon as I said, you only, I was like, all right, I'm going to purposely uh, be late then. I just met it with indifference. Like, okay. Because that would take away that level of clarity that we were just talking about. And I don't care how much money's there, that money is not worth whatever level of clarity I'm in right now. Doesn't matter. And so when we sit down, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a quick, probably two minutes before I open up the chat box... I'm going to type in, here's how the sale's going to go. And I'll give you a little, I almost don't want to do it until it's there. But you know what? I'm not going to base my whole life around that thing right now. This podcast is cool too. Yeah, yeah. So when I sit down there, I'm going to be like, here's how it's going to open. Then we're going to ask some questions. Then we're going to tell them the problem with most companies. Then we're going to tell them we'd love to sign them up, but this has to be changed and this has to be changed. In the case that that close that always works doesn't work because there's always a possibility. Then I'm going to try the Jordan Belfort looping. Okay, get what you're saying. Let me ask you a question. Do you like the idea of being set apart from all the other companies and not being in the same lane? Uh, does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? Exactly. It really is good. We have the top, the most top-of-the-line cameras you could possibly use. 
We have tons of portfolio work. We've helped tons of different companies, both of us accumulatively as people. I mean, I can't tell you how many companies I've worked for where I'm just strictly doing B2B and helping companies so that the company knows what's good for their company. I pride myself in being the type of person that if it was my company, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell me, being somebody who's spoken to tons of business owners around the world. And let me tell you, once you start working with us, you give us one shot, only problem you're going to have is you didn't start working with us sooner. Is that fair? Oop. Hmm. Okay, okay. The only thing is, like I said, we do have to come in person to take all the videos. And so, you know... In order to book everything together, we might as well get the date that we're going to come and actually get started out of the way now. We can change it if it needs to be. Setting that date just so we can prepare our people and have everything done at the highest degree for you. It's we always do top-notch service. We just set up the date now, do the down payment now. After it's finished, you guys pay all the rest. We want you to know that we know exactly what we're doing. It really is a great service. Is that fair? So you're, I'm kind of going to loop at the end. All right, so you listen to them talk. I, I never pitch the product next. Next, I talk about the problem, and then I don't pitch the product still. Now I tell them like a leading, it's not a leading question. I know this is weird. You know like a leading question is, it's kind of like um, a double bind in a way. This is a leading statement. So it's like I'd love to sign you guys up. The only problem is, see, like, they never said they're going to sign up. I never said it was never necessarily established, necessarily, even though they feel that way super strongly. It's never been established I could help them, but I'm framing the context during the close. I'd love to help you out. It's a leading statement. I'd love to help you. It's like posturing yourself. I'd love to help you out, but the problem is, unless you're willing to, you know, get a date set up in person... Um, you know, we would need that. We would need, obviously, somebody on the premises who owns the premises for us to take videos there. And that has to be signed away first. And then that leading statement usually gets them to, as we're, like, walk themselves on a leash to the close. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you're handing the dog the leash. That's what it feels like. It's, uh, it's a statement. And you know, they say, like Chris Voss says that statements, like labels basically, work better than questions. Because when you ask a question, you kind of like owe the person something because you asked them something. You know, now they can ask you something. They've given you information. So it's like, if you make a leading statement during the close instead of a question... Um, I guess that's my point. If you make a statement, you're saying, well, here's the chessboard. You're just like, okay, it's, it's so neutral versus if you say, so do you want to sign up? There's a, there's a double, there's a double meaning there, which is the positionalities that were just created between two individuals. You want them to sign up. 
they are now being empowered to give you a yes or no question. And you give someone enough power, power is a lot to deal with. And you give someone a power and only give them two options. Now they have to use that power to be a stable enough human being to make the right choice 100% of the time, given only two choices. Most people are going to tell you no or they're not interested. So then that's when we're going to start a looping. So I'm going to kind of plot this out, you know, one intro, two questions, three problem statement. Problem story, four problem statement, and then five looping. And then six, we can do a talk down where it's like, well, listen, we've done this for people because here's what I'll do for you personally. I'm going to have him say this. Here's what I'll do for you personally because I own the company. We'll, we'll do just a deposit. Let us show you that we know what we're doing first. Worst come to worst, you have the videos. If that works perfectly for you, then you pay the rest and then you get the rest of the service for the whole month. Does that make sense? You put the first 10,000 pounds down and then you're going to do the second 10,000 pounds after the videos are finished. Is that fair? Actually, that was like straight confidence. After those are finished, I'm telling you, it's, it's a good product. Does that sound fair enough? Who knows? Maybe I'd have to close differently with that. But you get the point. So now my mind's right. I have a generic. Here's what's going to happen. You know, use labels pretty much the entire time. Once they start talking, you, you kind of don't even need a script because they'll tell you everything if you keep labeling what they say. They'll keep going. and go, Okay. Then every now and again, okay, so it sounds like you guys dealt with this. Huh. And then just use mirrors. So like, yeah, well, we we're trying to get this much a month. Like, you know, we we're trying to get 15K. 15K? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, going to look at their website deliberately. I'm going to, because I want to show him that it only takes five minutes. So five minutes before I'm going to pull up their website and I'm going to just like pull up some stuff. I'm just going to create a problem statement. Why do you create a problem statement? Because there's a double meaning with the problem statement, which is you want to sign up. And that's, that's the meaning. You want to sign up. Here's the barrier. It seems as though this might get in the way. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Holy shit. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's like a leading statement. And then that feeling they, they're in there. You got to think they're in their head thinking, I don't want to sign up. What am I going to tell them? And then when you say, and it's just natural resistance people have, right? And so you just say, yeah, it seems like you want to sign up, but there would have to be actually a sign off of someone on the premises so that we could actually get somebody to take, you know, the videos. And so now we're talking about how it would happen. And his mind's getting in all the hows and stuff and all the little nitty gritty. Okay, well, we'd have to do this like this. Okay, we'd have to do this like this. Right? Like his brain's really getting into the how to. And so now since I, again, it's going to take me forever to really determine exactly why this works because it works for so many fucking reasons. But when you make that leading statement, I genuinely believe that you dissolve their part of their mind that gives you objections. 
Because that part of their mind is called problem-solving energy. And when you start talking about how we're going to accomplish it, their problem-solving energy goes from against you to against the how and the what to get them to sign up. So just pretend they're just like a person like in the jungle, completely unrelated to the sale. What would that same emotion be when they're like, I'm not interested? It would be like a push, right? It's like it's problem-solving energy. And so once you get them thinking about how we're going to get them signed up, their brain, their brain only has two options. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They can either say, no, we're not going to sign up. Or they can say, yes, I'm going to sign up. And then their brain automatically starts future pacing, right? Their brain's like, okay, so we'd have to do this and this and this. And it's almost like self-grooming. Like they're t- they can hear their own thoughts and their thoughts are like, okay, so we'd have to change this. And then they're like, oh, that's... So they have the logic to now determine that they're interested. It's uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're saying in their head, I'm thinking how we would do this now. And then their meta-consciousness says, oh, he's actually interested. He's like thinking about how to make it happen. And so there's the conscious part of your mind. Then there's like the part of your mind that like looks at life like a, like a narrator or a play. That part of your mind watches what you do. And it's watching you think about how you're going to sign up. Yeah, you've groomed yourself to be like, yeah, we're signing up for this. Let's see. Mm. And then they usually say, well, we can do that and blah, blah, blah. But then you keep them in that. uh, You keep giving them that stimulus where they believe that they're figuring out how they're going to sign up with you now. So any resistance they have gets almost emotionally anchored to this thought process of figuring out, how am I going to sign up with this guy? And so you appear as somebody who's saying, how am I going to sign up? Like the the prospect does. He appears as a guy who's like, how am I going to sign up? And you appear as a guy that's like, yeah, I'd love to help, but... And so that framing, it's, it, dude, do you get the frame? Like, it's about the, it's so fucking hard to explain. It's like an actor or an actress, like how they would see the situation, right? It's like, I'd love to sign you up, but, you know, you'd have to fix that. If you were watching a play and some guy came to a meeting and talked about everything that he needs, and then the other guy was like, I'd love to help you out, but, you know, we'd have to set up a date to figure out you actually have to get it signed off. Say it's the photography. Here's a problem statement. Made it up off the fucking cuff, right? During this podcast. Yo, I'd love to sign you up, but the problem is we actually need a person whose ownership of the premises to sign off when we get there because we can't just send our team into a facility, obviously, without the write-off of the owner. So you know, the only thing is we, we could sign you up, but we would need a day where somebody can actually sign it off. See, it's a leading statement. I get it. Assume the sale. Right? But it's like a leading statement. So you have to say the leading statement. And then after you say the leading statement, they'll say some stuff like, yeah, we can get somebody to sign off for it. 
And you go, yeah, like I said, well, that's cool. Yeah, we could really do it. But, um, you know, we would need that. We do need the person to sign off or else it's like, and they go, yeah, yeah, we can get that person to do it. They're like, so are you guys against setting, setting up something? You see how they like push through really hard? That's what you're looking for. And they're like, yeah, obviously we can have someone on the premises. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, well, cool. Seems like you guys can get all that sorted out. I said we just need that taken care of. And then they'll be like, hmm, okay. And then usually they set something up. That's like literally how that works. There's usually no objections. If we get objections, we're going to do looping. Um, and let's say we get in the sale and they say we don't have the budget, this, 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 or that. There's always that possibility that I'm going to make a podcast and be like, this is what's going to happen before the sale. And then I hop in the sale and then it goes absolutely terrible. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've never done sales before. Have I never done sales? Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I guess I'm giving credit to the people that perhaps think like that, not that that's needed. But um, it is a legitimate thing to bring up, at the very least. I'm just hearing in the mind the commenters or people listening to this. Like, what would they think about this? What would be important to them about this? What would actually bring them value if I said this? That they'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. And so for those people, that's not necessarily my paradigm there. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Listen, people walk into places every fucking day and purchase things. Like, people walk into places every fucking day and purchase things. What makes you think it would be crazy if they purchased something from you? Like, they, they're in the fucking meeting for a reason. Clearly, they're interested. You guys can probably work something out. You got a customer coming in saying, hey, I'm not, it's not just walking in the convenience store for five minutes. These people want to have an hour-long meeting with you, man. Now, how crazy would it be if somebody who purchases something all day long came along to a person who sells things all day long and... This miraculous miracle happened where the other person purchased the thing that you were selling that they asked you to have a fucking hour-long meeting for. I don't think it would be that crazy. And so that's called making sales hard on yourself. Did it for a long time. It's, uh... Anything that affects your clearest state of mind, you've already lost. So uh, I guess my last advice on this would be people starting out. I guess actually it's really important to say, if you're failing sales, quote unquote, I know this sounds super strange. I know how weird this is going to sound. This is not sound advice. Pay attention to your mood, not your techniques. Start paying attention to your values. Is this sale more important than me? Is this, does this create my value? I was valueless before this sale. What will I be after if they don't sign up? Like, bring your values. That's why they call them values. Literally bring your values as a human being to the sale.
And they might even just purchase that. Maybe they'll purchase that. Maybe they'll say, well, this person has good values. This person does... This person seems like the type of person to walk away from a bad deal. So I don't think this person would even be here if this was a bad deal. You're right, I wouldn't. Um, Yeah, don't be a salesperson. Be a negotiator. If you want to get better at sales and tactics and techniques and learn how to communicate, nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. Um, oh, the problem is if it's affecting your mood, I don't care if you're even doing good at sales. You, you already lost. And any tenured salesperson is, is just going to tell you exactly what you're hearing here today. If you're giving up your values for the sale, like you go home. <laughs> you already lost the sale. We all had to learn that at some point in time. Everything else comes after that. That's where the real miracles start happening after that. Everything else is nonsense. So I'll sit here with these guys. I'll see if the customer actually has a big enough problem. Actually has a big enough need. If they're really who they say they are. Or if they just want to sit down and put on a suit and say they went to a meeting and come home and tell their wives, I went to a meeting today. Because uh, you can't change that. So we'll test at the end of the sale if they're willing to take accountability for it. And if they're willing to take accountability for it, then yeah, we definitely have a sale. But if they're not the type of person who's willing to take accountability... Now, every salesperson says this, but how many salespeople deliberately test that during the sale? Some call it a trial close. See if they're willing to take accountability for it. I'd love to help you, but the thing is, you'd have to fix this and this and this. Are they willing to take on that role of um, person who needs help being accountable? And you're the person who's highly accountable there to help them. If you can create that role, they're going to tell you yes. No matter what makes sense or doesn't. No matter what makes sense or feels like it makes sense. People will do what they identify with doing. And so if they identify as a person who needs help, At the end of the sale, you have a sale. And if they do not psychologically identify with being a person who needs help at the end of the sale, then you do not have a sale. Or at least not a reliable sale. Nothing I would call a sale. Now, if you get to the end and the person says, damn, I really do need to fix this. No, I'll do anything to make it work. Can you guys help out with this? And you say, yeah, I'd love to help, but you have to do this, this, and this. And they say, oh, that's fine, man. That's fine. Anything, whatever it takes. Then you probably have a sale. You probably have a sale. So, yeah. Got about 
eight minutes till this meeting. I'll hop out of here and uh, see what we got going on.